My name is Yessi, and I play the Dwarf Fighter Grimton Steadyhand, a paladin of Bahamut and Special Legionnaire of the Pandominium. You're listening to Advantage. episode number 037 the party helped the pixies with the hundreds of thousands raid hag's garden in exchange for their help in the battle against the tempest oath this raid turned into a rescue mission to save Allrill, who they found captive with a chain around his neck a battle broke out in the grim twisted valley and in her dying anger the hag took her vile fingernails and dug them deep into Allrill's face leaving him scarred and flayed and that's where we'll pick up. So we're going to pick up this story the next morning. And after the battle with the hag, the four of you, also including Phil, Ren, and Allrill, return to the barge. Um, the hundreds of thousands have collected their special herbs and have vanished away to go spy on the Tempest Oath army as it slowly approaches Letris. Uh, you returned to Phil and Ren's camp at the edge of the burn and passed the southern cache. The entire way, Allrill is crying, his face still tor- torn and malformed from the hag's wretched claws. Washing the wound with water from the charmed river has sealed the wounds, but it really just revealed the true extent of the damage. There's a large gash across his mouth flaying his upper lip. Much of the skin around his nose is loose and flapping. The point of one ear seems to have been bitten off. Allrill is in as much emotional pain as he is physical. Uh, You lay in your bedrolls and hammocks, staring up at the canopy of trees. You see the sliver of light from the moon. It's shaped not quite a waning crescent. Five more nights until the new moon. Five more nights until the Tempest Oath march on Letris. You listen as the first frogs begin to emerge in the warm night and the sound of the last logs burning on the fire and Allrill restlessly sleeping, moaning in his dreams. He sounds scared. Phil and Ren get up at dawn and begin putting away camp, uh, but let the rest of you sleep in. You're occasionally disturbed by their uh, as they piddle around doing stuff Allrill is dog-tired once you're all awake. As, as the rest of you roll up your blankets and stuff them into the bags of holding, you notice Phil and Ren drawing a horizontal line across their cheekbones from one side of the face to the other, just as was done at the blessing Elder Fallhide gave before leading the protected remnants to Letris. Arag, about an hour later, Nia Van comes over to you as you're loading gear into Marge the Barge. What are those, what do the lines across the faces mean? Is that some sort of, like, 
Warden Scout trick, I've never seen that before. Neovan, it's interesting to see them redoing it because I've not I've not seen anybody doing that, but it's um they're redrawing the same blessing that uh Elder Fallhide began giving out or, or passed out not long after the burn uh, as a symbol of new hope and regrowth as well as loss and mourning. It symbolizes specifically those that survived the burn uh, are moving forward from it. Uh, admittedly, those that chose to leave to seek out the Tempest Oath like don't identify with that quite the same way. So like, it's, just, it's definitely a symbol for those um, seeking new growth. Uh, and would resonate with those that are at Letrus. No. Okay. So I I missed out on the blessing. It's hard to say, uh, Neovan, because your life has definitely been as you know affected by this burn as anyone else. So in in some ways you seem as deserving of that same blessing as anyone else. But additionally, it represented like the specific people and the uh like event of it there at Isatalos. I don't know. It's interesting. I personally wouldn't feel weird about you receiving that blessing, but others might. Miraculously, the river is easy to navigate. Partially because I don't want to go through the tediousness <laughs> of a another, another bark sequence. Scene. Exactly. You can just oh, say uh, that we've learned we we've we've you've, mastered, you've learned. We've leveled up our yeah. barge driving skills yeah that's that <laughs> skill tree is maxed out you also see coins in, in in these areas as you continue uh farther north the basin has narrowed substantially as you get closer and closer to the headwater but it is floatable without too much trouble there are sections of rapids yes but you are you're learned enough to be able to handle them without difficulty neovan is captaining your crew of seven becoming more and more confident at the tiller, handling the winch and the driver with ease. Every time you get out, the water is colder and colder. Um, roll me nature checks, everybody. Whichever's higher. 14. Minus six, yeah. Joe. Well, I screwed up. It's still just an eight. Six. Grimton, you know that it's getting colder because you're getting closer to uh, the headwaters, which is in the mountains of the Cloudcat Peaks. We're reaching the waters of the Cloudcat Peaks. The headwaters of the Cloudcat Peaks. Oh. It'll be getting more chilly now. That explains why it's so cold. Ah, I see. I wouldn't mind some chili. Although I'd say our barging has gotten really How good. How spicy. Yes, I, I feel significantly... So spiciest. No meat, though. ...more adept at barging. It harkens back to Kramer. Kramer Seinfeldson. He was great at barging. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? That was a real sideways joke, Jesse. I'm proud of that one, personally. I'm proud of you. Alright, internet poll. <laughs> who thought that was a good joke versus who thought that was a bad joke? I expect to see that in the oh, Twitter feed. It was a terrible joke, which made it good. I believe. So, um, Grimton, as, as you're looking out into the water in the distance, you see a stout figure wading um, among the river, uh, casting a lure ahead of you, landing it perfectly at the bottom of a rapid. She sees the barge approaching and reels the lure in, setting the rod down on the gravel bar. Uh, a young dwarf 
maybe 17. Uh, she's got a peach fuzz beard and messy hair. Uh, breeches rolled up to her knees as she wades through uh, the water to the boat. Neovan pulls uh, the barge up to the bank and um, the dwarf helps guide it in. Well, this is unusual. Fatrumi Granitefoot, how you doing? Hi. Hello. Arik says. Grimpton Steady Hand. Arik Orman. Reaches out, shakes both of your hands. Tatrumi? Is it fat? Tatrumi. Tatrumi? Spell it again. T H A T R U M I. Granitefoot. Tatrumi. Tatrumi. Grimpton, you of all people should be able to nail this. Yeah. Arik, like, like kind of hit punches Grimton's shoulder, like, yeah, you ought to be able to get this. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hi, why are you in the river right here? I'm out here fishing for the clan. They could use a little bit more food, and I'm good with the rod. I also prefer to do it myself, you so I know that they're clean sustainably. You say the clan? The clan, yeah. What, what um, clan? Well, there's there's a bunch of us here, maybe 200. Uh, mostly from Delve Deep, but I've met some folks my age from Helbador. We've got a tent city uh, set up outside Letris. The elves aren't fond of us and don't particularly want us in town with, or in the bath. How long have you all been in the tent city? I've been here for maybe two, three months. Oh. What brings you around these parts? My family. The granite foots were quarry workers in Delve Deep. The granite business was still okay for a long time before we left, but eventually uh, my parents and the management spoke out against Graysunder, and uh, they were executed. And so my parents fled, like many others. Forgive my ignorance, but could you maybe update us on a, a little bit of the situation going on there in Delve Deep? I'm not from that area, but I've heard a few things, and... It'd be nice to have some more updated information. If it's anything as it was before I left, and it seems like it is, then it seems Grace Sender is acting more irrationally now. He's not... Aye. He's a young king, and he's power-hungry, I would say. He doesn't like people speaking out against him. So for a lot of these dwarves, the best mode of recourse is to flee especially those that have been marked as uh, opposing the king. If they are not executed outright, then their lives will not be made easy by Greysunder, his supporters, and his warforged. Grimton, are, are you from Hidurth as well? Yes, I'm from Hidurth. But I left a while ago and moved to the Pandominion, which in a weird way, has brought me back here. Forewarning, there um, could be some trouble a-brewing on the horizons in the Letras area um, coming fairly soon. So um, when you make it back to your camp, you should... Well, that was very ambiguous. In approximately five days, an organization known as the, the Tempest Oath is going to be bearing down on this location bent on assaulting the uh, remnants of Isatalos that survived the burn. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Um, this does so not bode well for you. Yes, this doesn't bode well for you and yours as well. I'll s 
I'll see what we can do about talking to them about letting you in. There's no reason for you to be outside during that conflict. Or perhaps maybe you'll relocate. You need to do what's best for y'all, but sadly we don't come just to visit. Or you could help us stop them? I, this, this information isn't, I, I don't know what to do with this. I don't. That's true. Just a, just we a small need... kid. Can, can, can go... I take you, can I take you to the presiding druid who would know more about how to handle an oncoming army? Yeah, I... who's your, who's your presiding druid? Uh, you would know this, uh, Moreland Day. It's uh, Shreya Pinthala. All right. He's an elf man. You've probably met him uh, many years ago. The presiding druid uh, is very kind and hospitable. Doesn't care that uh, I'm a dwarf. Um, hopefully that he'll vouch for letting the dwarves in so that we can survive this, whatever it is. Please come with me. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. Right, we'll do. So Trumi leads you into the forest uh, from the river where Marge is banked following a game trail that leads up the hill. This area is more topographic than the rest of the land around Isotalos, and the foliage is more piney than the deciduous trees surrounding the valley. You're only a few hundred yards into the forest and the hills close in around you, which kind of funnels you into this rock slide as the trail becomes steep. A single rope is tied to a branch at the top, hanging down and offering itself as a handhold. Tatrumi, being young and spry and a dwarf, scrambles up the rock on all fours, not touching the rope. Um, what does everybody else do? Feeling spry, I decide to try the same thing. Give me a dexterity saving throw, which I believe you have with advantage. I should. Dexterity is like my jam. Right. It's my thing. A saving throw, you said? Yeah. The the roll itself was a 12, so it'd be 15. Yeah, you you scramble up there. It's okay. Cool. Everybody else? Well, I'm going to use the rope, because that seems more practical and easier. You don't have to roll anything. You make it up. Well, well Grinton is going to follow Alric, seeing that he chose to <laughs> step up the rocks. He doesn't want to feel left out. So that was dexterity? Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's a 10 total. 10 total with the mods? Yeah. Your prosthetic gets stuck in a hole between some boulders. It kind of like throws you off balance a little. You fall backward on the prosthetic. Uh, the person behind you, who do you want that to be? Uh-huh. Morlinde, do you want to? She's the only one yeah, left. That's, that's me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Roll a deck saving throw or a con saving throw, depending. Actually, deck saving throw. Oh, not bad. Uh... 18. You're able to brace Grimton as he falls backwards, but it's just enough that there's a little bit of warp now in your prosthetic. I know. Which throws you off a little bit. You know, Grimton, sometimes you need to remember how old you are. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> are you good? I'm good. That was a little scary. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use the rope so that doesn't happen to me. So I use good. the rope. You don't have to roll anything. And scamper up. Once you're all up, the, up at the top of the hill plateaus and you follow the ridgeline uh, to the south, you see pieces of the valley through the treetops. Eventually, Thatrumi knocks on a tree and says, Presiding Druid, you home? No answer. Guess not. Well, uh, this is his camp. A single woven hammock is strung between two trees, a thatched A-frame roof lashed above it. There's a small fire ring out on a rocky crag with a tripod over it holding a pot. A small windscreen of flat rocks is 
piled to one side in order to protect the flames. Uh, Thotrumi walks over to the edge of the cliff, raises her hands uh, to her mouth, and produces a uh, strange call. He'll be here in a bit, I'm sure. Uh, give me nature checks. 20. I rolled a 6. 13. Alaris, you recognize that call as the call of a chickadee. The Phoebe, Phoebe. Oh. Uh, as the four of you look out into the valley, you see Letris. Uh, there, the charmed river flowing up into the city. Uh, the land on either side of the water has been cleared for small farming plots. Uh, then there's a sharp elevation change, and the river spills over a uh, 40 or 50 foot cliff, creating a curtain behind that waterfall called the Cascade of Spirit. Morlinde and Ulrich, you know to be the baths, a subterranean pool of blessed holy water from the spirit world healer. Above the waterfall, upstream, is the town. Wood and stone buildings are sprawled out, eventually merging with the forest. You can barely... You can barely make out action between the pine needles. Canvas tents are set up. And over there, that's where my that's where the family is. Uh, the survivors from Isotalos are uh, even farther, a little bit past us, as she points into the trees. Wait, so the survivors are also outside of the city? Yeah, the age, the eldest, I don't remember what, what, their, uh, what the title is, but they aren't letting us in. Letters first sort of situation, They too many of us. Suddenly, a small chickadee flutters up onto the crag and transforms into a tall wood elf man. His skin is light but dirty, tanned, deer hide leggings and a thin wool shirt. You see a bright blue feather tied into a lock of his hair uh, hanging down, which is pulled back into a loose ponytail. Morlinde, you haven't seen Shriya Panthala in maybe like eight years. He says, oh, I, I wasn't expecting a bunch of you. Uh, hello, Shriya, and he reaches out his hand. Alaris. Ulrich. Nice to meet you. I'm Grimton. Uh, I'm Maura Linde. We've met, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, of course. Presenting Druid, from what I hear, at least. Yes, I am. Everybody else introduces themselves. There's too many of them. Yep. Right. Why are all of the refugees sitting outside of the city? Ha, huh, yeah. Um, you know, come, come sit. We'll, we'll have a talk. Letris is a, as a gerontocracy. The eldest citizen ruins until their dying day. Uh, when it is passed on to the next, so forth and so on. It's been that way for generations. Um, we're currently guided by Lana Bryfear, the wise. And as the wise, she has ruled that the dwarves have no place in Letras proper, nor nor the protected remnants. Did you say that just the oldest person is the leader? Uh, that's just, the way it works. That's very odd. Yes, I agree. Interesting. I, I would contest it if I had any sort of power. So, why are you out here then or is this just like where you live well i mean coming from coming from isa talos i understand the question and in isa talos r- remind me uh Morlande, the the presiding druid does have some sort of political power right uh yeah so the if i had been presiding druid in isa talos um i would guide uh council meetings and be the spiritual leader in that way so I don't yeah I was I was officiating a lot of things um, would have officiated a lot of things but n- I don't necessarily have power in Isatalis either with Letras my role is apolitical and I don't even have a I don't have any sort of voice and 
policy or governance. My, my role is less systematic and more personal. For example, Tetrumi here found her out one day fishing, was recovering from some trauma with the goings on in her dearth, decided to help her out. My work is the work of care rather than governance. I recognize that feather. Aren't you in the same order of druids as Kareth? The circle of great duty? I yes. suppose. Yeah. All presiding druids are, or at least should be in theory, uh, Shreya says, nodding to Moreland Day. Oh, okay. Well, uh, seems like we might need to have a few conversations with a few people who are in charge. Wait, have we told him what's coming? Are you aware of what's coming? <laughs> uh, not when you phrase it like that. We, we have an and, air uh, of... Satrumi's eyes get very large. Unfortunately, we can be somewhat ominous that way. Equally unfortunately, it's warranted. The, uh, the Tempest Oath is going to be descending on Letrus in the next five days, presumably to hunt down and eradicate the rest of the uh, protected remnants. Unfortunately, I think our, our new friend here uh, and her compatriots might also be caught in the crossfire. So we've come here both to warn and uh, protect as much as possible. It would seem that... That's... Yeah, big news. Big news. Yeah. Uh, so, so perhaps a, a due amount of haste in, in talking to the uh, one in charge there at Letras. Yeah. Um... Uh, you, you mentioned you don't have any political power, but... Perhaps you have some way of at least getting us an audience? I I will make sure that that happens. Um, have you been down into the valley at all to see to see your peoples? No, and I, I assume arranging that audience would take time, and I would personally like to take that time seeing our friends and getting to know uh, these lovely dwarven folk. I will make sure that you are allowed access, or um, allowed entry when the time comes. That's true, I mean, will you will you guide them down into the valley? Uh, uh, yes? Thetrumi leads you fr from above the ridge down into the valley. Come first to the dwarves camp, which is condensed into about an acre and a half of forest. Cooking fires, steam stews between clusters of khaki-colored canvas, which is strung between tree trunks, uh, sheltering cots and bedrolls below them. There is very little privacy here, and you can see straight through one of these shelters and into another. Each area has been personalized as best as it can with like family crests and notable weaponry. Some canvases have been painted with family names and others have hung clan tapestries between trunks. You see scraggly dwarves who appear to be in good spirits as they stir their pots and sing their old songs. You smell smoked boar, the spices that they use, and the sounds of laughter remind you of home, Grimton. You don't hear the cacophony of hammer against steel, but there does appear to be some sort of tavern set up on the other side of camp from where you are. Is our guide taking us to someone in particular, or are we just like uh, now set loose in this camp? Uh, I don't know... I don't know who exactly you're trying to go to. I feel a tavern is a good place to start. He looks around. Perhaps. We have five days. Yes. Is there anyone in particular that's in charge? 
Not here. No. Then yes, a tavern's a good place to start. Yeah. Grimton, as you you said, a tavern is a good place to start, and then looked around. Give me a perception check. Ooh, he's going to perceive a tavern. <laughs> We've already established that there's a tavern that exists. There's still a tavern. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what if he rolled a good two? Good news, the tavern the tavern is still there, uh, nice. off in the distance. If you scan through the tents, you spot a tapestry emblazoned uh, by the shield Ormane. It is delicately woven and as pristine as ever. Uh, the family was well known for their reverence to Son Mata and joined the legacies when the guild reached Delve Deep a century or two ago. Then, closing a trunk, you recognize the eldest brother of the clan, Herrick Ormain. Is, is that... By the great fists of Moradin, I didn't expect to see you on this side of the ridge, but I'll be damned. Grint and steady hand, how in the nine elves have you been? Well, I can't believe you kept yourself alive there, lad. <laughs> You're making fun of my accent again, you piece of shit. <laughs> I figured once you come down from the mountain, you'd drop. But how are you? Go right you to bastard. the nine elves. Son, you're looking as rough as ever. Uh... <laughs> Can you stop harassing me in my terrible <laughs> Scotch-Irish accent? I, I think that it's perfectly in character. Yes, he's going back to his roots. I thought it was a good character roots. moment. It's like yeah, he's going back to his roots. Role. That's my entire yeah. life. We're, also, we're seeing the country come out of Yessie. I, I, uh, <laughs> I hop in and just interrupt and introduce myself as well, because there's apparently a role in the conversation. Hi, I'm Art. I'm not doing an accent. I'm from round these parts. it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh... Uh, offers handshake. Grimton, we all stand there. Herrick is a, a a little older than you, um, about the same age as your as your brother. His beard is knotted to keep its length from dragging to the ground, and his balding hair is turned from a dirty red to a rusty gray. Uh, he's still wearing the steel chest plate that you last saw him in about a year ago. It's delicately tooled heraldry is etched into the center, polished and shiny as if it were brand new despite being a centuries old heirloom you you must come to my tavern uh to the tavern tent briston will jump over to the ridge at the site of you sounds good did you bring any of your tools with you do you have a hammer by chance i want you to take a look at my leg what you do to your leg he lost it's it just, it's just a little off it's throwing my balance off a little bit yeah well you know we can uh, fix that over here right now before you head over. While while he's getting the anvil out and positioning you in such a way to do you, <laughs> question, do you take this prosthetic off to hammer it? I I will say yeah, we'll we'll take it off. Is it like a screw situation? Does it screw in or is it like a, a suction cup? Like is it strapped on? I pictured is a, it a strap on a screw. Like there's a plate in my leg and then it screws in, but also like a clamp. Sort of like a okay, secondary. As he's getting all this out and hammering it down. So tell me, what, how did you end up here? Well, after uh, we had to leave Herdearth, I just found myself wandering all the way to Pen the Pandominion. I met a right. I met a lieutenant colonel there who offered me work in a care in a sort of expedition group trying to find another trade route, and. Mm -hmm. We went to the Watched ding, Forest, ding, and ding, ding. it eventually brought me back here after the burn. Ding, ding, ding. Ding. Got a pretty sweet necklace out of it, too. <laughs> yeah, what is this around your neck? 
Yeah, so we're like constantly wearing these gorgets. I guess we've never specifically said we took them off. Nope. <laughs> and Joe is exploiting it. Yeah. What, so what are what what is this? So after we helped with the I guess construction of the Southern Readout, the Lieutenant Colonel Erica Tri made myself and Alaris here. Uh, what was the actual title? Uh, special Legionnaire. Special Legionnaires. Isn't that special? Of the Pandominion. Herrick laughs at your comment. Your little asides. Good, because I think they're hilarious. Screw this back onto your leg and uh, give it a feel. Does it too tall, too little wobbly? It seems pretty straight to me, but everything feel comfortable and easy? Put it back on and, like, hop on it. Put my weight on it a little bit. All right, let's get over to Make Do. And uh, he starts, like, ushering the eight of you toward this tavern. There's a fence around a large tent with... Table set up underneath a swinging sign over a gate it says make do, like make hyphen do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's full of folks having a merry time, playing dice and drinking. Uh, a bar is set off to one side with a single butt of ale being served. Tending the bar is a beautiful elven woman with a sharp face and long braided hair. She's busy pouring glasses and handing them to a line of dwarves and has a scowl of, as she converses with a patron. Uh, everybody give me perception checks. <laughs> I rolled a four. Joe, this is the third time in a row I've rolled the number three, which means I have a five. Twelve. I rolled an eight. Did anybody get a good number? <laughs> What's, what is what is good? I think we've drank too much whatever we drink here. What do we drink here? Mead, beer? We just got it. We, we have not, have we even gotten inside what the tavern like yet? we really chugged it? How did we <laughs> the, get this... The... Bad on the walk from the tent. We got like a contact you. drunk. Like we, we came <laughs> in. We're like, oh, dwarves. Now drunk. <laughs> Alaris, uh, what was your roll? 12. 12? Okay, I'll give it to you. Your your eyes go to the bar, uh, kind of drawn to this elven woman. And you see the bartender roll her eyes and let out a deep sigh as she turns uh, toward the tap. Then you notice the cause of her annoyance. It's an elven man with a roguish leather jacket with tall, pointy ears and a silver shine to his skin, similar to your own. Hmm. Alaris, you know this high elf. He used to bully you all f- <laughs> all through your time at the Weaver's School and graduated in your class. <sighs> Leovold Deldrek is an absolute ass and has always made fun of you for only having a half-blood connection to the silver band. And he's wearing green, because he's in Slytherin. Yeah, I was going to say, did you just make a Harry Potter reference? J.K. Rowling, sue us! <laughs> oh, you're trying to make a Malfoy thing. Yes. I, I followed, Yessie, yet another reference that you made that is, like, arguably worth listening to. Can we tell that Elaris is... Or let me roll insight. Can I tell Elaris yeah, is Yeah, everybody roll insight. <sighs> Not 20. Okay. <laughs> I see his soul. I, Insight? I, I, I feel like the look 17. on Alaris's face is one of just absolute contempt. It is it yeah, is it's... pretty easy to incite at this I would like moment. to I would like to comment as an aside to Alaris, one of your friends I see. <laughs> Oof. He is no friend of mine. Care to give us a little bit His of mama don't dance. Dang it, Joe. Give me two. <laughs> uh Grimton, you said you you rolled a Nat twenty? Yes. Just an old wizard school rival. Hmm, he bullied you because you were a half-elf, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Not to, you know, dog on schooling too much, but, like, 
if y'all were both at this same wizard college, doesn't that mean one nerd was making fun of another nerd for not being quite as nerdy? I mean, isn't that just the way nerds work? <laughs> yes, let's go on from there. True. Um, so should we avoid him? Do you want to talk to him? I, I would prefer to not interact with the man um, elf. Sounds good. The man elf. I guess I'm more of a man elf. Would, yeah, I just would prefer to not have to interact. Great. Whatever happens, I got your back. Just saying. Is he harassing the, the female? I mean, she's obviously not pleased with his presence and is annoyed. And I mean, who would be? And let out an exasperate sigh. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. Y'all stay here. Oh? So I'm going to walk up to the girl and go be nice to her. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Moralinda. Who are you? Uh, Malin. <laughs> There's a line. Yep. Wait, that's the... Oh, shit, is that the bartender? I thought it was just a person. It's it's the bartender, yeah. Morlinde, while you're figuring this out, the rest of you three uh, follow Herrick. Um, and Grimton, as you follow him, your your eyes scan the faces of uh, the, the patrons that make do, and you see the familiar character that Herrick is leading you toward. He's wearing a high jacket and a loose knit hat. Uh, despite the summer heat, it's... Briston Ormain shooting dice with a big happy smile on his face. He takes a swig of his, his flagon, which leads foam in his braided mustache. You spot the septum nose piercing that he got a few years back on his 150th birthday. He looks up at you, spits out his drink, and says, Holy shit, Stetiand! I sure as hell didn't expect to see your ugly uh, face again. Be young again. <laughs> <laughs> he stands up. <laughs> seeing you here has put me over the goddamn ridge the three of you now all sit down at the table uh what are you what are the rest of you doing you're in the main area and actually um Ulrich, i'm gonna have you give me a constitution saving throw well okay uh i didn't do real great uh so so what buffoonery uh, happens to me your tummy suddenly makes a violent gurgle and the dwarf next to you turns and looks at you, shocked by the volume, and you feel something inside you move lower through your bowels. Uh, the dwarf, half concerned and half amused, by uh, points off down a trail. There's a latrine over there, by the way. Cool, I'm going uh, to the bathroom. Bye. She giggles and like don't even listen. <laughs> she, she giggles and turns around back to her conversation. <laughs> yeah, I just I just go straight for it. Like I'm not about to test that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, this path seems well worn and leads you out of sight and sound from the dwarf camp. And as if the situation is as grim as it sounds, I would not risk jogging, um, but I am definitely <laughs> swiftly moving. You hear a voice call out, "I hey, wait a sec, someone's in there," and you hear the rustling off to the side and witness a large figure stand up from a short stool. A tall half-orc emerges holding out a bucket but then he stops well i'll be damned if it isn't good to see you here and brabach i was hoping uh, i'd see brabach from isha talos who owned the pub brabach's uh, respite looks down at you jaw gape eyes full of happiness Hey friends, it's Joe. It's episode 038 of Advantage. This is the first episode of part three of uh, our first arc, 
the party has finally made it to Letras, and we're going to spend this act in preparation for the Tempest Oath March, now only a few days away. I am tremendously excited for this story arc to wrap up. The cast and I have been recording recently, trying to pull, uh, trying to put all this together, and they've gone in a very unanticipated direction, which we're going to hear in a few episodes. If there's one constant about DMing, it's that players will never do exactly what you anticipate, um, and this finale is going to be huge. Helping tell this incredible story are our uh, Patreon supporters. Their funds go a long way in helping us uh, better the show and make it a feasible project. This coming weekend, Daniel Tan, one of our patrons from uh, Singapore, is running a game with a handful of our other supporters, which they're going to record and I hope to publish here at some point. Uh, it's exciting and it's a lot of fun. The Patreon group me is full of good things and comes and uh, being a Patreon comes with a bunch of perks. If you're feeling generous, if you love the show and you want us to do a better job at it, it would be a huge help if you could contribute at patreon.com slash advantage DND or find a link on our website. Uh, big news from the Switch series front. Jazz from The Misadventures ran a game for Sarah from our show and Sully and Kayla from How Friends Roll. It was so cool. And the recordings from that session are going to eventually end up on the How Friends Roll 3... Bleh on the how friends roll feed there you go after their season four airs uh find both of those shows on twitter at ms adventurers and at how friends roll uh, likewise our handle for everything under the sun is at advantage dnd um, finally because we're entering the finale of arc one we're going to be doing a mailbag episode at its conclusion uh, you've still got plenty of time but like start thinking about questions you want to ask uh, the cast about the world or their characters we love all of them you can send those to us at any time on facebook twitter or to our email at advantage dnd um you if you can donate at patreon.com slash advantage dnd and pretty please leave us an itunes review and all right let's get back to the reunion thanks I would like to summon the unseen servant, and oh whenever gosh. whenever he goes to take a drink, I want to have the unseen servant tip the glass up and spill it all over. Nice. <laughs> you watch from out in the like fenced-in yard of this bar tent. Leovold reaches up with uh, the tankard and <laughs> suddenly is like drowning in the beer, and it spills up. You see the bartender. <laughs> giggle and turn around to refill another uh another tankard and hand it to the patron and then i do it again a uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell we're gonna cut to grimton i'm away from the rest of the party essentially right <clears throat> it's just me and the or uh i don't know where uh morlinde is I'm okay. in line for beer. Which is like also Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say more Linde role playing as Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me and the two Ormain brothers. You bet it is. Back together again. I just want to get this out of the way before the night gets going. But have either of you heard from Echo? No. Um. So when we fled to Letras, we fled with uh, Black Tip. She was convinced that. Echo had sold us out. Uh, we hadn't heard from Echo. Well, that doesn't uh, seem like Echo. Since then. 
yeah. I challenged her to a duel to defend uh, Echo's honor, but Black Tip lost, <laughs> which is why I'm not drinking anymore. Well, that's not a good reason to stop drinking. I mean, there's also the pr- fact that it was becoming a problem for me and my family. So I'd appreciate if you let me make that decision Absolutely. for myself. Thank you. What about you, Bristol? <laughs> I mean, I'm still good. Uh, he pulls up another uh, swig. Can I get you something? Sure. What do they have here? Just some run-of-the-mill Pilsner. Sounds good. What about... <coughs> Which is the brand name. Yeah. Well, that accounts for Echo and Nartolan. What about Norin? There's talk that Norin, uh, Norin left for Hawarum. Uh, unknown if she took like diplomatic refuge in the Cloister of Honor, if she's just taken a different identity... Uh, and is farming in the Underfields. I under- haven't heard from her either. I understand her decision to flee there, but I would have gone further. We were public enemy number one. I don't know if that's still the case, but don't want to find out. Now, Briston, talking, how did you end up here? Well, I fled, and when I started running, I didn't stop till I hit the Pandominion. I became friends with the Lieutenant Colonel there, and... She offered me work with a caravan trying to make another trade route after the incident with Colgafir and the Pandominium broke out. So we started to find a southern route, and we got to the Watched Forest. It burned, or the burned happened, and we ended up trekking here. Well, you're with friends? You're with family? Friends. Definitely. They're good people. No, I was talking... Them? I'm talking about us. You're home with us now, right? Oh. I don't think my journey with them is over yet, but it's good to know you are well, and we need to get this sorted out. What What do you mean by sorted out? Well, you guys being... You, you're talking about... You're talking, you, you're talking what I think you're talking about, going back to Delft Deep. That's sort of sorted out, because I damn hope you are. This is... Uh, if, if what I think has happened, and Echo has been captured by uh, the Warforged, I want to break my little brother out of the, uh, the damn prison. Listen, I'll definitely help you with that when the time comes, but more pressingly, there are forces that are about to come down on Letrus in about five days' times. The biggest issue right now is trying to get you guys into the city walls so that you don't have to be lambs to the slaughter here. What do you know? About what? I know lots well, of things. Well, you're speaking in this very strange... <laughs> yeah, you're right. Le- I'm your age, you son of a bitch. Is this Herrick? <laughs> uh, this is Briston. Oh, Sorry. you know... Herrick's older than you. You know I'm a full five years older than you. <laughs> when does that ever matter? When I'm the one that can beat your ass in any duel... Um, uh, gotta get, wait until you get one in you yourself. Um, no, but what do you know? You're speaking in this very weird, ominous way. Well, look, when the burn happened, there was a sort of a, a rift between the Wood Elves and, uh, everybody else, essentially. And not all with the Wood Elves, but, uh, a lot of the people in the Watched Forest got split down the middle 
some of them were more radical and wanted to blame the Pandominion on the fire or for the fire. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and those people, um, we have been told, are leading forces to Letras. Like military forces, you mean? Yes. Well, glad we're not in Letras. And now it's good that we're keep kept out of it. Well, I don't want you to be caught. Hopefully that this is like, these are reasonable people that will spit us. Well, I don't know about that. They, if they act towards you like they acted towards everybody else, they'll see you as outsiders and as people that are infiltrating on the Watch Forest. They're going to want you gone. Well, that's not good. Sorry, we'll cut to Morlinde, who's still in line for beer. Congratulations, the the beer line is right up next to the bartender. Uh, what can I get for you? Uh, can I have a run-of-the-mill pills, please? Run-of-the-mill uh, pills. The only thing we serve. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't I don't even know why I ask anymore. I mean, she, it's a yeah, great. She, it's from a great brewery. It's it's fine. Strange seeing an elf here. She says, handing you the glass. I'm not from here. Uh, we've journeyed through the watched forest and now we're just passing through and i just don't want to give away anything to this bartender tbh so yeah i'm just passing yeah. through i'm not about to incite panic in this bar Al- alaris's uh rival sitting there next to you okay so you're so you're with um the rest of the wood elves in the refugee camp then um i am going to go meet with them yes mm. so you're you're a native letris latrician no, uh, we're of Isatalos. Or what was Isatalos? Okay, well now now your pronouns are all messed up because like you you're you're going to meet with them, but now you're talking with a we. So I am part of a group and I am also going to meet with the group. Ah. We and them. Got it. But yeah. <laughs> Brabuk, and I, I give him a hug, but as I imagine Brabuk is being quite large and I'm quite small, it's really me, like, squeezing his upper thigh. Yeah, and he uh, reaches down with a massive hand and just presses you into his thigh. <laughs> well, not too hard there. I definitely came over to this part of the woods for a reason. How are you, though? It could be worse. The damn dwarves uh, were protesting me up the hill and make do even though uh, Miss Pedro was fine with it. So I had this idea. This is my latrine. Uh, I'd I run it and overcharge all the dwarves that come through. I've... Whoa, I've, whoa, whoa. I'm almost... Robic, what's your beef with the dwarves? Well, they won't let me... They won't let me bartend up at make do. Why not? He points at his tusks and then motions to all of him. All I see is an incredibly handsome gentleman. Don't be colorblind. No, I, I can see how that would be an issue. My my question, Brabuk, is why not just, you know, reopen some form of Brabuk's respite? You don't need them. He, he laughs, and he says, I've, I'm, I run this latrine. I, I'm speaking in a uh, Scotch-Irish accent again. I run this latrine and overcharge all the dwarves who come to it. Made back... The cost of lumber. I've been donating most of my proceeds. 
to the canvas weavers in the city who have been trying to meet the demand of, of the refugees' tents. You're free, of course. Just you wait and see it, though. It's beautiful. Uh, now I'm getting into a weird British... What is going on with my voice? It's okay. Um, it's been a weird day. <laughs> you hear the door slam shut and a dwarven man uh, comes out up the trail a few moments later. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, I'm about ten pounds lighter. He laughs and uh, continues on. Well, I guess you're free to use it. Uh, and I will do that. But Your I, tummy gurgles again. I, I will definitely do that. But I def I would like to talk to you more when I when I get back out. So give me just a moment. Uh, I can honestly say that what I'm about to do to this latrine might be considered unethical. You approach, and this outhouse, this outhouse is simple. It's just a, a tall box with a crescent moon window carved into the door and a sign reading Brabox Spite. <laughs> I, and I, I cackle it's, out loud because I enjoy the pun. Nice. Told you you'd like it. Um, it's clever. I'm impressed. It's surprisingly luxurious inside. There's uh, This is the first constructed building you've been in since Havenmere and it feels like a throne. Uh, there's nothing fancy but it is clean and well maintained toilet paper uh fantasy germex and a bucket of sawdust to throw in the hole afterward and we'll leave you in privacy um alaris man fantasy fantasy germex i need need, like a bottle of soap to read the back of or something because like there aren't phones the back of fantasy germex kills 99.9 percent of germs among other things curses who knows Um, well, I mean, I guess I'm just seeing what, what the reaction is. I don't think that he would recognize me with the beard. I don't really think I have any reason to fear. Or, not. I mean, not even fear, but, you know, be concerned, I guess. Well, Linda, are you still up at the bar chatting with the bartender, Maylin? Um, no, I honestly made a quick escape because I wasn't ready. I just didn't want to have that social interaction. So. Yeah. That's that sounds like you. Yeah. Again, is this Sarah role playing? Yeah. <laughs> are you role playing as Sarah or, or more Linde? Well, it's just, as more Linde. I'm not about to explain our whole story to people I don't know in this bar. Unlike some people, what? I know them. These are the people we came here to save, man. Like whatever. Yes, but I also don't need to incite panic. Correct. So, um, Arik's not even in the bar. Who's still in the bar? Uh, Grimton's in the bar. Alaris is Alaris. out in the yard of the bar. Oh, JK. Okay, I'm just gonna go over by Grimton and his friends. And so, uh, that's about. I gotta 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 start practicing accents in my free time. So that's about the longest shortening then. And that is how you make a good cookie. Uh, so Briston Morlinde, Morlinde. I'm gonna Briston. go. Uh, I join. Hi. What kind of cookie? Well, Grimton here, being an idiot, was arguing. What were you arguing again, Grimton? I was just Grimton's saying. not an idiot. That's adding nuts to your cookie. That's a different layer. It makes it more complex. But you can still bake it the same. It's still a cookie. You're just adding. You don't want to burn just the adding nuts. an ingredient. <sighs> You're not gonna burn your nuts. Uh, Alaris, did you say you were going to come over to the table? Yeah. Okay. Um, give me a stealth check, and I'm going to roll another dice. I rolled a four. Never mind. Just to, like, stay Eight. incognito. 
who who wants to add nuts to a cookie? Whoa. Are you crazy? Whoa. It adds a layer. Who doesn't want to add nuts a to a cookie? What it are you doing taking nuts out of your cookies? Put your nuts in the cookie. <laughs> unless you're allergic to unless you're allergic to nuts and then I would not recommend it and I'm sorry that I See you kids and your sweets. Uh, so you need you need a little variety. You can't just all be sweets. There's lots of other things you can add to a cookie besides like different kinds of sweets. You can have bacon, like potato chips. <laughs> Name one thing. Huh? Other kinds of What the hell's a potato chip? What kind of cookies are we talking? Raisins? That's another option. Raisin cookies. Well, nobody puts raisins in in cookies. That would be a crime against the gods. So what were you saying? You were talking about the uh, advantage versus advantage D&D? Yeah, right. Um, well, I, I agree with the point that the first replier made that, like, if it's our low, like, if it's what we're going by on all of our handles, then it could yeah. potentially make sense to just swing that. It's not a hard transition. We just have to re-record the intros and just say, and this is advantage D&D or Dungeons and Dragons, whichever you we prefer. Um, yeah, and I don't think that that would be I, much I, of a leap. But as I far have as a question: change. Uh-huh. Is what we're currently doing by just saying this is advantage, but then when it's discussed, calling it advantage D and D, like, is the current model bothering anybody or confu- actually confusing anyone? People, people continually refer to us as advantage D and D. Well, right, but like that, um, that's them, including just saying, us, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like when you say advantage, that could mean anything, even though I know what it is and you know Here's what it is. A good point, like looking into the future and like a broader picture, just keeping the advantage opens up the door for like other like games and like everything to fall under systems? the advantage umbrella as a brand. Mm-hmm. So, sure. So, that's in, true. in that vein, I guess I guess then that would be like a, a bridge that we would cross when we came to it. Like say we decided to play a, a Pathfinder session or something, yeah. then we would call this Advantage D&D as a subset of Advantage as a whole. Yeah. Sure, that I can get sense. behind that. Everybody is saying Advantage D&D when discussing it or, or particularly on online discourse, but like nobody is put off by us not saying D&D in our intros, or at least so yeah. far as I <laughs> can see us. So it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, so if we're going to, even if we're like going to talk about it and that's all of our social media handles, we can still be, like say it's called advantage. Does that make sense? Like basically leave it like it is. And then if we decide to branch out branding wise, we don't have to be like, okay, now it's advantage. What like it's already number. Yeah. And like, even within our, 
our logo. Like, we don't have to add D&D &D to it. Everybody will understand, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm content with Advantage D&D &D being the sort of necessary online discourse name. And then, like, this is Advantage. Sure, that's true. Yeah, like, basically... I, I, it ain't broke. Let's not try and fix it. Right, and I can I can get behind it, especially once you mentioned the the logo thing. So I I don't think I had thought thought ahead to the logistics of it in that regard. And if we actually change the name to being Advantage D and D full time, we'd have to go through and update all of that stuff also. So yeah, that makes that makes more more sense overall. This is a reply from Alexi Ratau Ratio at Lu. Luotisakar, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm enjoying I'm you sorry, this. Uh, you it is best. terrible. Anyway, <laughs> uh, their reply uh, um, to our tweet was, I don't find it confusing. It's not unusual that the name of the podcast is not always exactly the name of its Twitter uh, and includes some sort of tag like D and D or Pod or something like that, and that's, that's true. true. And that's that's why I ended up um, when I was going through the initial like branding sweep and trying to grab it before anything else happened. Um, why I I went with Advantage D and D because that was available and was specific enough. We're just we're keeping it with just Advantage. Yeah, just just yeah. Uh, keep it as it is. I just wanted to have the conversation just to make sure we had it, you know, and had it. It was, or we yeah, did whatever. Had it, we did. <laughs> Had it, we did. I keep giving thumbs up because some of us have the videos up, and then I remember that you can't hear those on the podcast. So, just want everyone to know that I've been giving lots of thumbs up. P.S. All these grand pauses are opportunities for you to role play <laughs> by staying silent. You agree. <laughs> <laughs> That it's just going to continue with the narrative. We like narratives. Okay. I'm sorry, we... Joe. You're just really good at it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Everyone's what happens? Just like, I want to hear what happens next. Yeah. It's an audiobook. I would listen to that audiobook. <laughs> you, you who are on the video chat, watch this line of sun as it's slowly going to come up into my eyes. <laughs> Uh, it's 7.20 now. I'm going to see how long it takes for it to be annoying and blinding. Do you want to take um, over-unders? <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Way before that. Uh, I'm going to go before 7.30. In fact, I will, I will even go uh, before 7.28. I'll, I'll put a dollar in there. Wait, are we saying it's crossing, like, your forehead or, like, directly? Getting to when his it, eye. When it gets to my eyes. Mm, and yeah. I'll Venmo you if I lose. You think Seven, that it'll 732. be... 7.32. I bet $2. 7.32. 32? I'll match that $2. We have to establish your, your head position, though, like, how you're sitting, posture-wise. This is about where I have been. Okay. Mark, yeah, this mark... is uncomfortable. Anything else is kind of in the Z-axis and isn't really moving where my eyes are. All right. I'll go. I'll go slightly farther than Sarah. I'll say seven thirty-three. I listed no monetary value. Just pointing that out. Oh, I can feel it getting warm on my face. I'm gonna have to shut the blinds once this gets in my eyes. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa! All right. I mean, when it gets there, I will. I will bear through it for the sake of the bet. <laughs> Sports betting is legal now, Joe. This is that's true. Sorry, Joe. I'm gonna stop cussing to make your life easier with editing. I'm really sorry. Roll me nature checks, everybody. 
All right, it's hit my eye. It's hit my right eye. God damn. That was a lot faster than I thought. Wow, that was way faster than I thought. Way, way, way faster than I thought. Uh, religion or nature? Religion? Nature? Oh god. Uh, <laughs> voices. I was like, like I just oh got, god, like what a happened? Really weird states. Holy shit. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> Joe's having. Very northern, eh? Joe's uh, <laughs> having a really religious experience over there. Also, okay, now I'm gonna fix the blinds. Oh god, it's so bright. Be right back. BRB. Interesting. Kind of went with a Scottish accent. Or, yeah, sorry, an Irish accent yeah. instead of Scottish. Whatever. I'm following whatever, man. Oh, geez. Um, well, that was weird. Well, well. <laughs> shoot. Ba ding. Um, <laughs> Dag nabbit. Of mini <laughs> She's very confused in her origins. Down, down, with a bit of a down. Sugar, um, we're going down, swinging. Don't get me started. You actually know the words to that? A number one with a bullet. A loaded gun complex. We're going down, down. <laughs> of course, I know the words. It's gonna to be that. fun to you, try to sync that up later. You don't know the words to that, like. He, he doesn't enunciate anything. No use of consonants. All his vowels sound the same. You're not wrong, but that song is important. <laughs> Like a strap-on. Just like a strap-on. Just like a strap-on. Put it back on and, like, hop on it. Put my weight on it a little bit. I jump around in circles. Hop on it. Hop on it. Twirling my wrist over my head. And I say, yeah, it feels pretty good. That's half of 666. Five is not half of 666. No, 333. Here's a question for you. What are the other four people in your overly large party that I hate um, Getting doing right now? Smashed. They're stuck in line. Oh, They're stuck in line. That's good. I was going with beer pong in the corner, but whatever. I don't want to deal with four drunk NPCs later. They're stuck in line. Doing a keg stand. What was the thing that um, three of you, two of you were doing at oh, the bar in yeah. Mithridane? Slingshots. Oh, oh, with the slingshot? Slingshot. Sling 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> with strong bark and yeah. <laughs> collar. Well, yeah. No. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that, was, that was a good night. Absurd. <laughs> <laughs>